0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علمًا وألحقنا بعبادك الصالحين أما بعد الحمد لله في tonight's recitation the very famous سورة known as سورة يوسف عليه السلام was recited Allah سبحانه ta'ala has crowned this surah with the name of Ahsanul Qasas, the most beautiful of incidents and stories mentioned in the Qur'an. It is uh, a surah in which the, a large part of the life of the Nabi is mentioned from beginning to nearly the end. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned many, many important aspects from which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ummah have to derive benefit as it was explained by Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam firstly was physically beautiful, he was known for his beauty. And uh, the events that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inform us of commences where Sayyidina Yusuf السلام, sees a dream uh, that there are 11 stars and the sun and the moon prostrating to him, making sujood to him. He informs his father of this dream father tells him Sayyidina Yaqub السلام, not to inform his brothers or anyone so that perhaps jealousy would not lead them to cause him harm and it continues, eventually they find out, I'm not going to go into the detail because we have very limited time, but the brothers find out and they plot and scheme against Sayyidina Yusuf, السلام, who's a young boy who's got a younger brother whose name is Bin and they decide that they are going to with the excuse of going for an excursion or an outing, they would uh, get rid of Yusuf alaihi salam so that they could get the full attention of their father. Sayyidina Ya'qub salam, "Ya abikum." And they, pla- they plan to uh, ask Sayyidina Ya'qub salam. They ask his permission for to take uh, Yusuf alaihi with- salam on that outing, and he reluctantly gives permission. So there's lots of details in between that I'm just omitting. The reason why he was reluctant and why he said that I fear, he said I fear that he would be attacked by a wolf. And the Mufassirin say that Sayyidina Ya'qub a.s. himself saw a dream in which he was on an elevated place and he looked down and he saw Yusuf in, in a distance and there were uh, many wolves around him. And in reality that was the representation of the brothers that were plotting against uh, Sayyidina Yusuf a.s. So he didn't tell them that I saw you causing harm but he said that, "I fear that wolves will cause harm to Yusuf Ali. in any case, they, they took him and they placed him in, in a well. They, 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 they had a discussion about whether he should be killed or whether he should uh, be just discarded and left uh, alone, and eventually they left him in a deserted well with the hope that some passer by or some traveler would uh, go into the well and find this boy and take him far away so that they could get the full attention of. A father, Sayyidina Yaqub, alayhi Thereafter he is taken by a caravan, he ends up in Egypt. The, the minister of, of, of Egypt purchases him and he lives in the house. They take care of him and he grows up into a young man. And the wife of this minister falls into fitna with regards to the beauty of Yusuf, alayhi salam. And then she tries to seduce him. And Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, protects him because he is an abiyah of Allah and the anbiya, alayhi salam. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah turned evil and immorality away from, from Sayyidina Yusuf salam Because the Nabi is protected from, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So the, just to touch on some of the points The first is that Sayyidina Yusuf salam saw a dream And he mentioned this dream to his father The ulama say that a dream is something that a person experiences When we sleep the ruh and the soul of a person enters into what is called alamul mithal a realm of images allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created uh, certain things which have a particular form in this dunya but in uh, in, in the realm of of alamul mithal or even in the akhirah they have a different form for example uh, the wealth of a person that uh, the, the zakat of, of which was not discharged on the day of qiyamah that wealth will come in a hadith it is mentioned it will come in the form of a snake so it's wealth in the dunya but in akhirah it's in the form of a snake. Rasulullah sallallahu gave the meaning of a dream. When somebody saw milk in a dream, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said that's the knowledge of deen. So everything which is in this dunya doesn't necessarily have the same form when it comes to the realm and the, and the alam of mithal. So the person, uh, the ruh, goes into that environment and based on what a person experiences there is what you sometimes see in your dream. Rasulullah in a hadith, an authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim has mentioned that a dream is either uh, hadith nafs, hadith nafs means a person speaks about something the whole day or he's watching something the whole day, he's talking about something, now at night he sees a dream, he says, I saw a dream, but it was the same thing that he, that he saw and engaged in the entire day. So that is merely his, his, his nafs, his, himself, which is just replaying something which is experienced Maybe in a slightly different way. The second type of dream is the taswirum min shaytan where shaytan comes. He doesn't come in his own form, but he sometimes frightens a person. So a person has a nightmare and something very scary. Sometimes he does it in a way of frightening somebody, and sometimes it is in a way to to show you something which is outrageous and crazy. So these are the two types of dreams, and the third is called al-mubashirat, the glad tidings that Allah subhanahu wa taala gives people in their dreams. In a hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa states that uh, uh, الصادقة, the truthful and, and pure dreams is 146th portion of nubuwa. In other words, what does this mean? The muhaddithin explained that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi in this, in this dunya after he received his revelation and wahi for 23 years he made an effort in Makkah Mukarrama and in Madina Munawwara for 23 years. But the first six months of his revelation he experienced True dreams to such an extent that in Sahih al Bukhari, Rasulullah says, I would see a dream and when I would wake up, I would see as if I'm seeing exactly the, with the clarity of the morning, I'm seeing exactly what I saw in the dream, I'm seeing in the day. So, this is the meaning of so six months from 23 is 146. The ulama says, so therefore, if a person uh, is blessed with, with good dreams, it doesn't mean if he sees it 46 times he'll become a prophet. It means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored him with something special that generally the anbiya alayhi as salatu wa salam are blessed with. And based on also the purity of heart of an individual and the type of a'mal we engage in, sometimes the, uh, the ulama say a, a good dream that somebody sees can be contaminated and spoiled by the sins that we commit in our life. And it also does not mean that a person who is not very upright uh, cannot see a good dream. Sometimes it is possible that uh, a person, even a non-Muslim can see a dream. Uh, In the the hadith there are many incidents of, of people who are not Muslim and they saw dreams and it was true. So sometimes Allah can give guidance through that. The ulama explain that when a person sees a dream, let's say for example you have a bad dream and you wake up, and generally, sometimes a person is crying or the children are crying or or you feel your spouse jumping next to you and they uh, disturb. Rasulullah says, if you see that type of dream, then recite, A'udhu min and gently blow onto your left-hand side. The word spitting is mentioned, but it doesn't mean a real spit. So you don't gather saliva and spit because if your spouse is on that side and you're spitting, you'll have another problem to deal with. So it's gently... And when nafath or spitting it means this type of uh, blowing, our order and asking for protection. And do not inform anybody of that dream. Rasulullah also uh, taught us that when a person sees a dream, then you should mention the dream either to somebody who is a well-wisher, somebody who cares for you, somebody who, who wants good for you, or somebody who understands, has got intellect. Not a person uh, who is... Um, a bit slow in understanding and might give a wrong meaning and interpretation for a dream So they say in the hadith also it is mentioned with regards to dreams I don't want the brothers to think that we're in a dream world No, this is just uh, the aspects of sharia that, we, that we're talking about So why is it important to tell a person uh, who understands or somebody who's a well-wisher Because Rasulullah says some dreams Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept suspended So there's a meaning to it. If a person gives a negative or the incorrect uh, interpretation, then the negative meaning comes into effect. And this is in terms of the aspects of dunya. In the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ilm and his knowledge is kamil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge doesn't increase and decrease. He knows exactly what is going to happen. But in terms of of the affairs of this dunya, like the usage of medication, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows whether the person will be cured or not. But a person uses the medication and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts a cure. Perhaps he doesn't get cured, but he's in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So similarly, the, Nabi sallallahu says in this case, a person who doesn't have understanding of dreams, he gives a, a meaning which is totally incorrect and it has a negative impact on the person that posed the question. And this is where the, the ones in, the, in one of the courts of the previous rulers, you know, they used to have people sitting and either scholars and sometimes poets and storytellers. So the king said, I saw in a dream that uh, all my teeth were broken. Now, this is not a very good dream. So he asked one of the, the wise men sitting next to him, who wasn't really a scholar, asked him, what, what's the meaning of this dream? He said, it's a very bad dream because your entire family is going to die before your eyes. So he said, if that's the case, I don't need people with such a negative uh, attitudes with me. And he got rid of that say He said, you get out of my court. So one scholar was sitting and he thought, no, but he gave the correct meaning. So he said, okay, Sheikh, what do you say? So he said, okay, King, I think it's a, it's a good dream. And he has to save his neck also and he, and he can't lie. So he says, what's the meaning of the dream? So he says, it means... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will create barakah in your life You'll live so long from your whole family You'll have the longest life Which is exactly the same thing So Sayyidina Yaqub Knew from the meaning of this dream That the the moon and the sun and the stars Are making sujood to Yusuf prostrating. Obviously this is a dream And it's a sign of a, a meaning Which comes on later on in the surah There will be some honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affords Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam. Knowing the sentiment and the attitude of his sons as parents do know their children better than anyone else, even if children don't realize it, parents understand their their children. So he said, don't tell your brothers because shaitan can use this. He's an open enemy. He can use this uh, uh, to to stir fitna between you. And eventually they did find out. And this is where hasad comes in. And a few days ago, our Imam Yusuf mentioned the seriousness of hasad that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, what is hasad? We'll just recap. It is to wish for somebody to be deprived of a bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether I receive it or not. So he shouldn't have it. And there's something called ghibta. Ghibta means that you... You wish you have something that somebody else has, that's permissible. So somebody's got a a nice car, you say, Allah, I also, I would like a car like that. Somebody's got a beautiful house, oh Allah, bless me also. That is permissible, to ask Allah for something that somebody else has. But there it's best to make istikhara, and ask Allah, if it's good, then give it to me. So, what was I saying? Hasad. So, Hasad is to wish that something be taken away from someone whether we receive it or not. Why did Rasulullah s.a.w. say? That hasad eats away the good rewards that you receive. الحطب, the way fire burns dry wood. And this similitude is very amazing that Rasulullah gave. Because he gave an example of fire and dry wood. Now a person who's envious and has got hasad, many times... We don't even know that he's got hasad. And he's burning inside. Like the fire Rasulullah is talking about. He's burning inside. So he is burning his reward. And he's burning his health as well. And the thing is that he is being punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way because he is challenging the decree of Allah. He's basically... In his actions, he's saying, Oh Allah, why did you give him that? I don't want him to have it. So it's as if you are questioning why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given somebody a ni'mah and you you, you don't want him to have the ni'mah. So this is why Rasulullah said that it destroys, it burns like fire. And sometimes it burns within a person. And it comes out sometimes through speech, sometimes it comes out in a glance. And this is where the other thing comes into effect that Rasulullah sallallahu warned us of is al-'ain, the effect which comes from the eyes of people. Al-'ainu haqqun, Rasulullah sallallahu said, the effect of the eye is a reality. So, uh, one of my teachers, uh, somebody asked him once, that you know you people say that, uh, or the hadith says that there's an effect of the eye on some on something, but we don't see anything you don't have any direct physical link between the looker and the looked-upon. So how do we know it's a reality? So he says if you take a glass of your coffee, you put it in a microwave and you put one minute, and you stare at that cup, you're not going to see anything, but the cup is going to come out hot, there's something hot happening in there. If you're sitting at the traffic light and you're not supposed to be looking at someone and somebody passes by, and you put your sunglasses and you look. There's no direct link between you and that person. But why is your heart beating fast? So Rasulullah explained that the reality of the, the eye has an effect. And that is, that which emanates from the heart translates into the eye. And it has an effect. bi with the will of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of benefit and harm. Nothing can benefit and harm without the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this is sometimes a system of things. And this is why when you see something that you like, you should say, Masha la quwwata illa billah. Say, attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once a Sahabi was, uh, it was hot, and he was outside his house and he was pouring water over himself. And he had a very beautiful physique. And another group of Sahaba went past and they said, Oh, look at his uh, six pack and he collapsed. The Sahabi who was pouring the water collapsed. They told Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. he said the one who looked at him, tell him to, to have ghusl and take that water and sprinkle it on the, on the person that was looked upon. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave shifa. So many times it emanates and starts from hasad. The person has, and if you, if, you have, if you have in your heart something towards someone and you know that I am not happy with that person, then you should try to go out of your way to build bridges. Give the person a gift. Try to befriend the person. Try to find excuses to like the person. And not allow hasad to destroy the a'mal because it's not going to change anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed. If Allah has blessed the person with something of of, of value and something beautiful, your wanting him not to have it is not going to deprive him. And... uh, for protection of ourselves we need to recite ayatul kursi recite on our children at night many times you'll find you go to a function and you come home and the children are just upset they, they, they can't sleep they're crying for no reason and you find uh, you, you went to the gatherings people say oh how cute he's so cute nobody says Masha Allah." look how nice he looks look how cute he looks look how So all these type of words many times can have a negative effect on the child And we should recite these surahs with the intention of protection Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam In a hadith it is mentioned That the effect of the evil eye sometimes is so negative That it can, they say It can either enter a camel into a pot In other words it will make it die or oh, a man can also enter his grave. It can be so negative on a person. So we need to then take precaution, give sadaqah, wish good for other people, and also make sure that we are not the ones that are exercising hasad towards others. As we can see, Sayyidina Yusuf salam. Allah wished to bless him with something. The hasad of the brothers didn't deprive him of nubuwa. It didn't deprive him of getting the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala worked for him. But they were tested and... Temporarily, yes, afterwards, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pardoned them. The father, Ya'qub, made dua for them. But this part of the test was one in which they were not successful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the offer to purify our hearts and save us from hasad and hatred and rancor. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us and our families and children from the evil hasad and eyes of other people. We remind the brothers and sisters again to recite as Rasulullah encouraged in the month of Ramadan, the Shahada abundantly is asking Allah for Jannah and seeking for protection from the fire of Jahannam. Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, Astau firolah, Allah inni as Arukal Jannah, wa are oud to becoming a nerve, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, Astau firolah, Allah inni as Arukal Jannah, who are oud to becoming a nerve, Ashadu Allah illallah, Astau firolah. اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار and also to make our intentions for the fast of tomorrow, إن شاء الله wa لله رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم تبع علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم آعنا على الصيام والقيام وغض البصر وحفظ اللسان وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب.